Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Saturday, February 3rd. On today's show, learn Derek Fay and Richard Branson's secrets to financial success, and Bahaj Finance plans to buy a 7% stake in a firm engaged in residential mortgage-backed securities. Plus, financial institutions are likely to run a corpus to fund high-tech companies. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a fascinating revelation from Tom Corley's book, Rich Habits, where he reveals that 41% of self-made millionaires come from poverty, challenging traditional beliefs about the impact of financial background on future success. This research highlights the stories of individuals like Derek Fay of 3F Management, Richard Branson of Virgin Group, and Howard Schultz of Starbucks. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Abby. So, Abby, what are the key traits that these self-made millionaires share? Well, David, Corley's research identifies several key traits. Firstly, growing up in poverty often leads to a unique comfort with risk. This is evident in the journeys of Faye, Branson, and Schultz, who all embraced unconventional paths and took significant risks in their pursuit of financial success. Secondly, a strong work ethic is often developed as a result of the desire for change. This is exemplified in the stories of these individuals, who all demonstrated a fierce commitment to self-improvement and hard work. And what about their approach to setbacks and failures? That's another key trait, David. These individuals view setbacks as integral parts of life's journey, rather than insurmountable obstacles. This resilience translates into a lack of fear of failure, which is crucial for navigating the challenges of wealth accumulation. Faye, for instance, used each setback as a stepping stone to future success, turning early adversities into strategic choices. What role does sacrifice and frugality play in their journey to wealth? Corley's research emphasizes that poverty instills the value of sacrifice. This is exemplified in Faye's early experiences with limited resources, which became the building blocks for his future success. The habit of frugality, developed in response to financial constraints, emerges as a powerful tool for wealth retention. This is seen in the practices of billionaires like Warren Buffett. And finally, how does their upbringing influence their perspective on life and success? Growing up poor often provides a realistic view of life's challenges. This grounded perspective allows individuals to anticipate pitfalls, making them better prepared to navigate the complexities of the journey to financial success. Faye, Branson, and Schultz all embody this realistic outlook, emphasizing the importance of facing challenges and learning from them head on. Indeed, adversity can often be a catalyst for resilience, innovation, and determination, as Abby just highlighted. Speaking of financial resilience and innovation, Bajaj Finance Limited has announced its plans to acquire a 7% stake in RMBS Development Co., a firm engaged in residential mortgage-backed securities. This acquisition is seen as an opportunity for Bajaj Finance to penetrate and support the development of the residential mortgage-backed securities market. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to discuss this further. Bella, can you tell us more about this acquisition and its implications? Certainly, David. Residential mortgage-backed securities, or RMBS, are debt-based assets backed by the interest paid on residential loans. 
Bajaj Finance's acquisition of a stake in RMBS Development Co. is a strategic move to support the development of this market. The shares will be acquired at a face value of Bruce 10 per equity share, and the all-cash deal is expected to be completed by the end of March. What role will RMBS Development Co. play in this segment following the acquisition? RMBS Development Co. will act as a market intermediary in the segment with several key responsibilities. These include facilitating the investment, issuance, and trade of RMBS, extending credit enhancement for RMBS transactions, and providing liquidity support in the secondary market. The company will also set up an information repository for RMBS transactions, develop standards and guidelines for these transactions, create securitization documents, and provide warehouse financing and related advisory and structuring services. How did this announcement affect Bajaj Finance's share price? Shares of Bajaj Finance closed 1.54% higher at 6,847.70 apiece on Friday, ahead of the announcement. This was in comparison to a 0.61% advance in the BSE Sensex. While we keep an eye on how the recent acquisition shapes the residential mortgage-backed securities market, let's shift our focus to India. The Indian government is considering involving financial institutions such as the National Bank for Financing Infrastructure and Development, the National Investment and Infrastructure Fund, or the Small Industries Development Bank of India to operationalize its budget announcement for extending a rupees 1 lakh crore corpus for research and innovation in sunrise sectors. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this plan? Certainly, David. The government is looking at a combination of one or more financial institutions to provide long-term concessional credit of rupees 1 lakh crore, staggered over multiple years, for financing or refinancing private sector projects to develop innovative technologies. This is commercial funding for commercial, for-profit ventures, but the venture should be for an innovative new technology to be proven. What's the rationale behind this move? The government aims to provide an enabling ecosystem for ventures in cutting-edge, developing technologies. There are specific areas where Indian companies are globally competitive, yet the country often ends up importing a lot of cutting-edge technologies due to a lack of domestic technologies. This fund is intended to address that gap. How will the loans be structured? The centre is considering long-duration loans of up to 50 years, with zero interest to the financial institution, as it does for capex for states. The institution then, in turn, may consider providing credit at nil or concessional rate to another financial institution for refinancing or directly finance a commercial venture. What sectors are likely to be considered under this funding? Interministerial deliberations are taking place on the sectors to be considered under this funding. The amount of rupees 1 lakh crore will be spread out over the years for various projects, which may be decided by an expert committee. What about the risk involved in funding these projects? The discussions for the Research and Innovation Corpus have taken into account the view that the success rate for some of the projects may not be too high. However, the government is best placed to take this kind of long-term risk, knowing that some will not pay off, but many will. And if they pay off, the payoffs will be very large. This could result in the creation of jobs and help India reach its goal of being a world-class economy by 2047. Thanks for that report, James. Speaking of bold moves, Banco do Brasil, 
a leading Brazilian bank and a key player for the country's federal government, has announced that it will no longer use its own resources to finance defense companies. This decision could have significant implications for the defense sector in Brazil. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about Banco do Brasil and its role in the defense sector? Certainly, David. Banco do Brasil is half-owned by the Brazilian federal government and is a major player in the country's domestic industry. It guarantees exports for companies and has assets exceeding $1.4 trillion reals, or about $283 billion U.S. dollars. It's also the second-largest bank in Latin America. Its decision to stop financing defense companies with its own resources is a significant move. What impact will this decision have on the defense sector in Brazil? The decision could have serious implications. A chief executive of a defense company who wished to remain anonymous told Defense News that this decision means defense companies in Brazil will no longer have the capacity to export. Financial tools are necessary for exports, including during post-shipment operations where clients demand guarantees. Without the bank's resources, it could be impossible to close contracts. What about alternative credit options or guarantees for local defense companies? The CEO was unable to identify alternative credit options or guarantees for local defense companies. However, the Defense Ministry has reported that it has worked with BNDES, a Brazilian state development bank, as well as the Ministry of Development, Industry, Commerce and Services. Has there been any response from the Defense Ministry or Banco do Brasil regarding this issue? Yes, the Defense Ministry said that Minister José Muzio Monteiro met with Banco do Brasil's president, Tarciana Medeiros, to discuss the issue. According to the ministry, the bank's president promised to study a possible expansion of the scope of PROEX, a federal government mechanism that provides resources for Brazilian companies exporting goods and services to meet the credit needs of the defense sector. The developments in Brazil's defense sector will certainly be something to watch. Thanks for that report, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.